Hey there, and welcome back to the Second Lunch Podcast. We are not bothering with episode numbers any longer. We're just glad you're listening. Uh, Cole remembered his koozie today. Damn it, I fucking forgot. Actually, while we're at it, show them the stickers, too. Cole, we got oh, stickers yeah. now. You can order those on the store. Yeah, come into a bathroom or... stall near you. <laughs> yeah, right. We're we're going to vandalize some bathrooms with these. Maybe a stop sign or two. That's um, how Rogan got big. So, yeah, you can buy those on our Shopify store, or if you buy a koozie, I'll just send you a sticker <laughs> as well. I don't care. Got to unload some of these koozies. Fuck, dude. Today, I nearly... We have to take stairs to get up to the studio. It's only one flight. Mm-hmm. But I nearly had Jake get the elevator key <laughs> because I started lifting again this week. Oh, yeah. For the first time in three months. We've just been Good moving and stuff, like, you know, whatever. And so, all I did so far was chest and back. I hit deadlifts pretty hard. And my legs are, like, my <laughs> hamstrings in particular. Because like, I was just thinking, like, oh, doing the same way I was before. I guess I'm just that fucking athletic. I guess I'm just that fucking strong. And then now I'm just... I'm not going to say the word crippled. Yeah, yeah. But you're crippled. you're immobilized crippled. in some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You're not <laughs> absolutely toast. Not so. taking elevation shape. Okay, so with your legs in that current state, does that mean that you're skipping leg day this week <laughs> or are you I'm probably going to skip See, leg day? See, I've week. I have taken to using skipping leg day as a euphemism for all skipped things that you were supposed to do you know like flunk out of high school like dude wasn't going to math man skip, really skipped leg day skip on math le- there could not have skipped it harder <laughs> whatever the leg day equivalent of long division is he fucking pooched it man there's no way when i get out of my never mind I'm not, even, not even gonna go down the keto road just thinking of every time i fucked up my diet in my life well <laughs> No leg day on that one. <laughs> I like that that's like the opposite. No, it's exactly the same as skipping leg day. <laughs> yeah. Fucking when I crack keto. into my third snack pack. <laughs> yeah. I impulse bought snack packs the other day. Just They just spoke to me. Not as good as I remember. <laughs> oh, you can't do that with... You know what I found? Do you ever have Dunkaroos? No, what is that? I'm interested in anything that oh my ends gosh. with a so It's like this... Basically, you're dipping a cookie into chocolate perfect thing for a kid to have you know what i mean uh i found him the other day and i was like well i'm getting that i also found dad's root beer did you ever have that oh yeah oh, fucking yeah. love me some i found that at costco and i was like i picked up two cases and didn't even say a fucking word and katie's like what are you doing you don't even drink pop i was like i'm getting fucking root beer i don't care what you say have uh, you gone through them quickly or do you like if i buy a 12 pack of soda that's gonna last me i'm keeping like, them in months. the in the downstairs garage fridge on purpose so that i'm not just fucking ripping through them because i'm i would i would stop drinking water and only drink that until they were gone if they were too accessible Jesus. yeah your liver is gonna be your right. pancreas is gonna so, feel that so i'm keeping those downstairs and so far i've are you working like out six. at the new space or are you still doing that at your dad's spot uh yeah we moved picked up moved the whole gym into our new place oh nice and uh so yeah working out there scaring my neighbors with my death metal while i'm lifting yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of cannibal corpse for those deadlifts. <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's been nice. Let's uh, let's hop into some Tinderella. We got a lot today. Yeah, you got it. What would be your signature dish if you had to impress somebody? Um, if they're impressed by peanut butter and banana sandwiches, I'm your guy. Okay, so you're fucking Elvis. Is what you're uh, talking. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it. Uh, 
No, my my go to because it's easy and seems like it's not spaghetti. I make a good spaghetti sauce. It's very meaty, so probably not fucking any vegetarians. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess mine would be spaghetti. Although I I kind of don't like slurping noodles in front of people. No, have, you ever eaten, have you ever eaten with somebody who like doesn't want, want you to see them slurping the noodles, so they like put their hand in front of their mouth while they're? It's the most adorable thing in the world. <laughs> I know what you're doing. There. Yeah. You're not hiding anything. <laughs> uh, no, that's a. I mean, that's a good one, and that's a classic. For, first of all, I, to circle to that point, I will say burritos are the one for me where it's like I can't eat this in front of Ashley. This is gonna get. <laughs> this is gonna get hectic. <laughs> Especially like my preferred burrito, like your mission style in the foil. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of potential for messy hand here. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, <clears throat> I'm trying to do something that requires me to put in like some some weird culinary effort, like a little more than like the 20 minute uh, mm-hmm. weeknight dinner. So, but that doesn't mean I'm I'm so great that I could whip up a whole bunch of crazy shit. So like one thing I would go to is the jalapeno bacon macaroni and cheese you know make your own oh hello make your own homemade roux and then throw a bunch of you know milk and cheese in there and it's not difficult but is it requires a, just enough effort is this a prank on me are you trying mm. to get me turned on right now <laughs> live on the pod because it worked that's what i make for any potluck or anything so i had two uh Sick, dude. Ashley and I having had... a fucking potlatch. Let's dude. fucking go. July 8th, dude. Perfect. The, the <laughs> Let's invite everybody. Yeah, there you go. All three <laughs> listeners. Get the guy over here from, from fucking Sweden or whatever. Uh, but yeah, we went to two barbecues for Memorial Day, and I brought a pan of that to both of them. Mm. So yeah, that'd probably be my go-to. Hot damn. Yeah. I also, I feel like I've grilled enough steaks at home slash on the grill that I could cook somebody's steak pretty perfectly without, right. you know, to whatever they're, even mm-hmm. if they want something nuts, like well done, you know, but yeah, they want medium rare capable, but yeah, beyond that, I don't have that many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that's always fucking around with the crock pot and instant pot. And then dinner comes out like a B minus and <laughs> I cook a lot of B minus. <laughs> I'll say that <laughs> Ashley is the more talented cook in the house. How confidently do you think you could ride a camel? Not at all. Same. I do yeah, your greasy confidently riding. <laughs> <laughs> greasy. Anybody who's confidently riding a camel, I'm a little bit. You're not near my of. BMI. You're not. In my <laughs> well, zone. for sure. I don't even trust the. You can see the entirety of their kneecaps. It's just like bone, bone, kneecap, more bone. Yeah. Up to this big fucking. Th- I don't understand how their legs are not just folding in half all the, like, let alone with me getting on top of them. And as I get fatter, I get more of a sense of vertigo or twisted sense of reality, so they're like the Salvador Dali paintings of the elephants, (laughs) where they're on, like, 200-foot stilt legs. (laughs) Clearly I can't get on this. Should say no type 2 diabetics allowed. (laughs) I should not be that high off the ground at any point. I'm off insulin. (laughs) Nah, dude. If you were ever on insulin, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah so not confident i mean there's chairs i don't trust still so yeah so okay s- similar topic what about a horse say there was a clydesdale you know the ho- the largest horses there are do you think that you could ever <sighs> this is probably gonna make people mad i'm not about horses i don't understand why they exist oh honestly. that's not i mean if you're if we were in europe no we'd be actually them. you know what i get 
like just if they're just out in the wild, it's like kind of cool to just see a horse. Like if you're, yeah, if the way as God intended, right? If you've ever just been driving out in the middle of nowhere, like I have so many times between comedy gigs, and like you just see wild horses, you're like, okay, that's pretty sick. But like riding a horse or like people, people well, who you're are describe you're probably describing people's horses that are just outside because I've never seen like true wild horses running around. That's a special sight. Yeah, you've never yeah. seen that in Montana. Uh. That made me go from thinking horses were just dumb. Because also, like, my exposure to horses part of this is, like, did you ever go to school with people who are, like, horse people? Oh, yeah. They, like, I mean, like were, like, pretending to be horses at recess and just being fucking weird. Oh. Well, I mean, I had friends that used to do pony fight where, you know, you put your hands behind your back and try to, you know, headbutt the other guy. Oh, we're talking about something different. <laughs> I, we I, were pretty high. I like where this is headed. <laughs> Sounds more like a seahorse, though. It's Well... Anyways, uh, I'll have to, I'll get back to <laughs> Again, you we were pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, not, I've been horseback riding a couple times in my life, <laughs> prior to the age of 16, before I started really packing on the LBs. Yeah, when it was still reasonable. <laughs> yeah. now, at the age of 14, I was just a 25-year-old weight-wise. <laughs> not a bit. Very real. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, I just also, it's not even so much as like, I'm worried about me getting on the horse for the poor fucking horse. Yeah. Like, isn't, isn't it been through enough as to pull fucking Budweiser around all day and I'm getting on its back? Exactly. Bullshit. Yeah. And you know, I mean, part of the reason I think people you know, do really like horses or feel that connection, they feel like they're very intelligent. You know, you look into their eyes and that's just a dumb fucking animal, but Hang some out people with think, monkey. well, that's not as... They're a little closer to yeah. the whole evolutionary chain. But yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> shit, where was I going with that? That's ah, going to be a great podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got sidetracked myself after I said monkey to start thinking <laughs> about monkeys. So I got lost as well. <clears throat> oh, that's why we have editing. But yeah, I, I'm to circle back. I'm in the exact same boat as you. I could not confidently ride a camel because I've had people on a few occasions in my life pick me up. Oh. And I don't feel confident about that, and I'm not even the one doing it. You know, it's I'm my my weight is in somebody else's hands. That's funny because I'm a pick people up guy myself. Like when I see people, I don't know if I'm excited enough, I pick people up like that, even thinking about reasonable. it. reasonable. But sometimes I'll get somebody coming up to me that's like, I'm going to try to pick you up, and I'm like, I am even heavier than I look. You should yeah. not try. <laughs> you will get injured. I this is I can't allow you to yeah, do this, I have and the they'll density. do it anyway. Yeah, yeah it drives me. <laughs> It scares the shit out of me because I'm always like this, like I have my hands up, like ready for them to go straight backwards and me yeah. to have to try to catch both. There's a reason that the first like four <clears throat> months when you start judo, you just learn how to fall because the guy trying to do that to you, you know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta not shatter your arm when that happens. So yeah, I mean, it's a very reasonable reaction, but also if you weigh a buck 50, it's a lot different than you, you know, weigh what I weigh. I do not weigh a buck 50. I'll no. say that much. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your Desert Island book? <sighs> this is a, a good question because um, I don't have a great answer. Whatever has the most uh, nudity in it, pictures of nudity. Oh, not don't Denny's give menu. me don't give me descriptions. I don't want to read about people getting it on. I'm a very visual person. I don't want you to describe to me what the boobs look like. You want like. King Farouk's tie collection. I, yeah, I want King Farouk's tie collection. I guess, uh, yeah, so that is my Desert Island book is King Farouk's tie collection. All right, interesting, very... 
out of left field sort of pick there. I'm going uh, Infinite Jest because it's a goddamn tomb and I can read it again, but I don't have a funny answer for this. But yeah, that's the one I'm going with just for sheer length of book. If I'm stuck on the desert island, I've read it. I've enjoyed it. I'll get down with Hal and Candenza again. God, I'm stuck on a desert island. Why would I make it worse by reading? I want to look at boobies or something. I'll even look at dicks. Give me something. Let me look at something. Yeah, but see, Chris, this I can't just see the same shit all day. Ugh. Can't getting stuck on a desert island would suck. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this I isn't keep a question. Desert island too, deserted. This, this is. Well, you didn't say desert island. <laughs> <laughs> now there, I would go there. Yeah, exactly. You want to stick me there, some sort right? of Willy Wonka universe where I'm eating a teacup that's made out of an ice cream cone? Fucking fire it up. But uh. okay, so then. Life is sucking ass on the desert island. Uh, you don't have your nipple book. Uh, what's your <laughs> desert island album? Oh, you know, I was thinking I would want to pick something that like everybody knows. You know, like Appetite You're... for Destruction. That would mm. be a good one, right? But then I started thinking like, how many? T- I mean, there's I, there's already been times where I'm like, I can't hear Paradise City again, or I'm gonna fucking hit somebody. You yeah. Know what I anybody mean? that's played the game Burnout Paradise knows that that <laughs> song comes on an abnormal. Also, amount, how so. fucking annoying would it be? You're on an island by yourself, and you hear Paradise City come yep. on. Somebody such a slap in the face. Yeah, Axl Rose yelling, "Take me home!" I fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is why I need Wilson. So I I decided to go with uh, an album called The Mortal Coil by my favorite band, Polaris. It's metal. It's screaming. I figured I would identify more with screaming. If I was stuck on an island by myself, I would right. identify with screaming a lot more than... Uh, right, right. Lyrics about isolation and such. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. How about you? I've got it narrowed down to two. So my all-time favorite album is uh, Liquid Swords by Jizza. Uh, I do feel like enough time on a desert island, I would feel a bit detached from these graphic descriptions of drug dealing life in the East Coast, <laughs> where <laughs> there's like lyrics about somebody having drugs surgically implanted in his calf so he can get through airport security, and I'm like, mm, I've been trying to chop down that coconut tree for about six hours. <laughs> oh, I no longer understand what LaGuardia Airport is. <laughs> uh, the other one would be Guided by Voices, B-1000, probably. It'd be between those two because that's, you know, some good beer, drink, and guitar rock. But, yeah. I th- again, I think Liquid Swords might better represent the bleakness of my situation <laughs> rather than guys from Dayton, Ohio, making songs about how, you know, it's happy hour again. Dayton, Ohio's pretty bleak. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that comes through in the music, you know. <laughs> okay, so keeping on with the theme... Desert Island movie. And this is an island that has electricity. Don't even fuck with me on this. There's, there's, there's a television. It's an old cathode ray tube guy. Yeah. Um. So I almost said Tommy Boy, but I have seen that several hundred times in my life. And I think. What several, several hundred more? <laughs> right. Stuck and, in the middle of the and South I, Pacific. And I feel like. Uh, I think Jim Carrey is the funniest person who's ever lived. I don't think anybody's ever done funnier facial expressions. Are you trying to sell me that watch? Oh yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> it's a hot day. Rolling. It's a hot day for a fat guy. Uh, 
Sorry for those of you listening. Cole took his his watch off completely and then like draped it over his forearm like somebody trying to sell you exactly a watch. Like anyway. I'm about to open up my trench coat to show you <laughs> a little bit of wiener, a little bit of watch collection. A lot of bit of wiener. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it would have to be a Jim Carrey movie. And then I was like, Dumb and Dumber, like Ace Ventura. Then I realized it's actually my favorite movie of all time, Cable Guy, because. As creepy and weird as that movie is, if you cut that movie up, it's like a bunch of sketches put together. Like every, like the basketball scene. Yeah. Where he's just. I think that's why it it didn't work with certain people. But it's become a cult film. Oh, it's so good. I am surprised you went with with Jim over Robin. Thought you were going to go Robin Williams on that one. Yeah. Robin was a little, like, I think he could get me in my feelings too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he had You're watching the, Goodwill Hunting and yeah, yeah, he had the ability to be super real and I I think that's the last thing I would want is to <laughs> be real. Yeah, exactly. I don't need my dose of existential dread when I'm living in a very real obviously dreadful situation. <laughs> yeah. As as it'd a per- be really funny if I picked Castaway though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough mental health problems of my own creation and manufacturing. Uh once I'm stuck on a desert island, I'll have actual shit to worry about that I didn't create. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but yeah, okay, that's a very uh, that's a very strong choice and rationale. I'm going with Big Lebowski. I had no mm. deeper analysis cuz it's just my favorite <laughs> and it still fits the bill cuz like Second or third favorite movies would be things like Usual Suspects or Seven. Yeah. Again, back to your point, like, ah, don't know if I need that sort of messaging when i am <laughs> yeah. been stuck by the S- South Sandwich Islands for eight years. <laughs> Show me the dude. Yeah. Somebody with hair as long as mine. All right. Shout out to, our, uh, to one of our listeners, Nick. This is our last Tinderella question for today. What is your Desert Island jersey? Oh, God. I don't know if I could even narrow it down to one. I think I might have to narrow it down to one per sport. Oh, geez. Uh, and I'll exclude soccer. This desert island allowed you to take one of those, like, Titanic-era trunks with you? <laughs> and it was, like, 300 Give pounds. me 10 jerseys, <laughs> or I'm not going. Uh, I think my hockey one, I have uh, Stanley Cup Finals, Sergei Fedorov, Red Wings jersey. Ooh. That would have to be the hockey one. Was that like 97? It's 96 or 7. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, God damn. Baseball. I have a Hank Aaron Milwaukee Braves jersey. Mm, that's, that's sweet. That's pretty special. Basketball. Oh, boy. You got Donut? I do have Oscar Robertson, but it has to be Giannis. It yeah. has to be one of the Giannis. Somebody that brought you a ring in the last 50 yeah. years. That's valid. Giannis over everything. Football, this is a little weirder. Do you remember when Vince Young was a Packer for nine days? <laughs> yeah, for like one week of uh, training camp or something. I have a Vince Young Packers jersey. That's a custom. That's got to be. it. 100%. 100%. The day he signed, I was like, done. Place an order at the pro shop. Done. Over. There was, uh, when Vince Young was on the Eagles, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, when he talked about the dream team. And they came here, uh, it was either Monday or Thursday night football, but it was a primetime night game during the week. And the Seahawks were playing the Eagles. And my dad had season tickets, and it had to have been Thursday because he couldn't use the tickets. So he let me have them. And so me and two buddies who weren't really Seahawks fans and certainly weren't Eagles fans, 
we're like, well, we all have Vince Young jerseys. Let's just all wear our Vince Young jerseys. There you so go. we had one Texas Vince Young and two Titans Vince Young jerseys. And we were just fucking cheering for Vince Young the whole time. <laughs> and so it was like pretty much the whole game. We were like, Vince Young, like the whole fucking time. And then, it, I don't know, his second drive, Vince Young throws a pick six. And everybody in our section turns around to look at us to like give a shit and we're all like standing and cheering like fuck yeah Vince Young <laughs> he's so good he can throw an incompletion for a touchdown like we're just going fucking bananas I still have people who are in that section from that was also the first time I ever got drunk in public that night and the first time I peed in the public bathroom it's funny how those two things go together mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I took uh, one of my uh, <laughs> midterms that night fucking sauced after the game that's yeah. a whole other story. Yeah, I took my SAT drunk, so but- <laughs> got a nineteen ten. They don't even score on that scale anymore. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was just trying to remember where I was at because I completely derailed. Well, we were talking about oh. Vince. What is your Desert Island jersey? Uh, probably Yachty, baby blue. Your your throwback Cardinals jersey. That'd be my number. Can one. you imagine rolling up to what you think is an island you've discovered, and you find? That I'm sitting there in a Yachty uh, no. or Molina jersey? <laughs> no, I was going to say. What a nightmare. A Neanderthal corpse in a Yachty or Molina jersey. Oh, a sun-bleached skeleton <laughs> sitting in a cage? Like, what did this guy, who did he wrong? <laughs> yeah. I guess one, he was a Cardinals fan. That's one of those things that you see in the movies that's one of those classic hallmarks of, like, don't continue forward. The skeleton in the crow cage. <laughs> it's like that, or when you see a pair of hands behind the shopkeeper's counter. Mm. They punish you here. <laughs> Where'd you get those? <laughs> Oh, those look pretty dried out. <laughs> hey, you got to preserve those. The Midwesterner. Did and... you remember to drain the blood out? Or <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you a thing or two about embalming. You're going to want to field dress that. <laughs> uh, all right. On... <laughs> I can't forgot you transitioned so naturally into the Vince Young. I fucked it all up. All right, Chris, I don't have a good transition to this one. You had a bit about Amber Alerts. That's going to be hard to soften <laughs> for the audience. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just, uh, it made you sound I, so I much was, more rude. I was at a comedy show, and luckily it was before the show. <laughs> this child was abducted. <laughs> I don't know why I said luckily, but luckily for the comic, it was before the show. Everybody got an Amber Alert. And so, like, everybody's looking down at their phone, right, at the same time. Except there's, like, a couple people who are not. They're like, what's what's going on? And uh, one of the guys got, like, flip phones? walked past me, and he's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, it was an Amber Alert. He's like, oh, I turned those off. How fucking selfish of you to turn <laughs> up, like... I was like, why did you turn him off? He's like, oh, bums me out. Yeah, big bummer for you, pal. Real big bummer for you, that Amber <laughs> Alert. <laughs> Let me tell you who it's a bigger bummer for. <laughs> yeah. The person that's in a 92 Chrysler that we're supposed to be looking for. I, I, but isn't that, like, talk about I spy, but with some real stuff. I I, to- take. I told you, and I've never even considered turning them off, but uh, the one instance that proved to me that I never should is I was on a road trip with my buddy to go visit other friends and meet up with other friends in Austin, Texas. So two of us. Wanted to road trip. Everyone else was going to fly. To meet up with the friends we had there. And we're driving. We drove past Lubbock. And we're in a town of like 20,000 people. And I cannot remember the name at this point. 
but a fucking Amber Alert goes out for that town of like 20,000 people. Oh, shit. And it was the only active one in the country at the time. Now, I didn't find, unfortunately, the Ford Focus or whatever that we were looking, but we were legitimately really... on the road driving around going, if you see a blue Focus, like I'm calling the cops immediately. That's, I mean, talk about a higher stakes game of I Spy. I've that never is... heard of one. Dude, slug bug. Right. Yeah. You're getting <laughs> drilled if I catch the fucking child really liven up the road trip oh yeah now when you're driving around and you're trying to get through like northern texas yeah you need right need something to spice it up but i i also like the idea that the guy was maybe in a restaurant or something and he's like not gonna see a chrysler in this denny's click (laughs) (laughs) well it's not for you this time asshole (laughs) i'm watching i'm I'm watching born supremacy there's no way it's gonna come up in this (laughs) I just couldn't think about how fucking selfish. Like, that guy <laughs> just, like, really bumps me out. It's like, oh, my God, you yeah. have no... <laughs> oh, man. I also turn off my tsunami warnings because... <laughs> fucking uh, bummer, dude. Yeah. Oh, seek higher ground. It's the same reason I don't check my blood yeah. pressure. Oh, drive Ugh. away from the coast. It's only bad news. Yeah, exactly. It's always telling me a number that's Text like... Text me when you found him. Yeah, it's always telling me a number that's, like, 300 over 200. No. <laughs> I don't need that info. Uh, Chris, do you you got a new place? Do you have local wildlife? You got any uh, critters that roll around your joint? Well, I'm having an issue with the crows lately, and the worst part is I can't do anything about it because they're intelligent, right? And they recognize you, so you Are can't. Smarter fuck with than them. a pellet gun. Uh, i'm not a good shot cole that's kind of the problem is i might be able to shoot at them but will i hit them i've never i've never they're allegedly i just wanted to say that (laughs) it's funny because my uh my grandpa got a talking to in his uh retirement community because birds kept shitting on his patio and he wanted him to stop at Cedar Grove his... Retirement Community, we <laughs> do not shoot Corvids. Yeah, yeah he was really well, taking, I do. taking it to the birds. and uh, <laughs> to, the, to the point where the, the neighbors started being like, hey, could you look out for us too? Could you like, so my, my grandpa was shot. protecting like four houses around him. I, I've developed a good relationship with the crows in my neighborhood because I used to get attacked during like mating season. I, I brought this up once on the podcast, but I had to take a different route to high school from like <laughs> april to june <laughs> you gotta walk up eighth they don't like it as much it's fucking busy walk up ninth liable to get i started thinking about holding a tennis racket in my hand so that when they dive bomb over the shoulder i could just hold it up not to kill them just to stun. i like just that to... it's during mating season we're horny get out of here yeah there's baby crows up here do i look like i'm up there do i even look like i'm the guy to get up there all right yeah, this, this isn't almost here this guy I'm isn't not... climbing a tree I'm not making a fucking eagle omelet like it's almost heroes. <laughs> I am staying on the ground, firmly fucking planted. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the wildlife at my place a little bit. So I feed the squirrels in my neighborhood. Uh, well, actually, I don't know they're from my neighborhood. They could be from any neighborhood. But I feed them, feed <laughs> well, them they, a bunch they of They aren't peanuts. wearing blue bandanas. Yeah, exactly. They don't show. <laughs> uh, no, I think that they're... Uh, I think they're bloods. But in any case, (laughs) uh, so I feed them and then the blue jays also come up. But one day I'm throwing peanuts out there saying hi to my squirrel buddies. A rat comes out of nowhere. Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) Where's that BB gun? Ugh. 
Where's that crossbow that I'm going to use to get killed in the post-apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> Taking a crossbow to a rat would be such overkill. That's oh, yeah, so absolutely. Uh, it explodes. It catches on fire. Just I haven't seen this rat since, though. I got to say, I think he was a tourist. I think he was a passerby, and he's like, shit, when in Rome. Just hang. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, I guess they got peanuts on offer around here. That's well, nice. I will say, too, the squirrels and the blue jays coexist because they're, like, kind of the same size. But I think the rat, I think that was, like, he was outmatched by both. It was it was more of a house, or like a field mouse. So, yeah, it was not going to oh, fucking happen. Wasn't, okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like a big still bad but, rat. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I hate those. <laughs> fucking hate them, man. Ugh. Shows my piece of shit discriminatory nature, though, where it's like, no, but these ones have bushy tails, and you don't. So, you know, <laughs> you're fucking, a fucking rat. Take a hike. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> trying to feed blue jays here. <laughs> Chris, what were your favorite uh, foods when you were a kid? Of any kind? Yeah, let it rip. This is, I mean, I'm just sort of well, transitioning mac and us into a- pizza, nuggets. Nice, yeah. Mac and cheese, so at, at our house, we had a few of those sort of, this was my- More di- like crack and cheese. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> God, I'm good for one horrible joke. <laughs> Minimum per episode. I ate at least one box of traditional mac and cheese a week. More like Kraken, please. <laughs> Get a better goalie. Hello. <laughs> uh, but my dad and mom separated when I was like six, and so my dad went right like dorm food mode. <laughs> so as a kid, I mean, one of my favorites is chili mac. Blue box of macaroni, can of chili. So wait, your dad went from like... You had, like, a proper dinner to you being like, we're having sides for dinner? Oh, I don't <clears throat> think I had a proper dinner, really, in my first... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. 20 years or so. Well, okay, except for holidays. Holidays, you got proper dinner. But, yeah, I had a lot of cereal <laughs> dinners. coming in a TV tray, but... Listen, your folks are getting liquored up. You know how to make <laughs> cereal. Figure it out, kid. All right? Oh, boy. You want... <laughs> you want to live or you want to lose? <laughs> Uh, I'm laughing, but should I be? That's, I'm here now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think that that's that's one of my favorite things to do. Even still, even being able to afford better food, I still <laughs> got to go back to the chili <laughs> mac every once in a while. Or every once in a while, I got to make a cup of noodles and crack an egg into it, right? Just to feel alive again. That's me with Kraft macaroni and cheese, man. There's so many better mac and cheese options out there, but right, I can inhale that shit. <laughs> Or Tombstone Pizza. I don't know why that was the one my parents always got. It was always Tombstone. Oh, because it's the best one. It's my preferred brand. I think Frechette is the best one. See, I like the crispy crust, but Ashley would be on your side for this. She is a she is a soft crust in the frozen game. I am a give me like a cardboard crust in the frozen game. <laughs> All right. Well, we got here naturally. I think we just need to do Gucci or Greasy right now. Okay. Gucci or Greasy, not eating your pizza crust. I think this is a great question. Uh, I hate doing the push, so I'm not going to do the push. I'm going to call it Gucci, but I do have some additional thoughts. Like, it's slightly Gucci because, well, (laughs) what did I just describe? Like, grow up not wanting to waste food, right? Like, you don't grow up in that environment where you don't want to be throwing food away. But also, 
some of these pizza crusts are just, they're not edible. And also, if I have enough food, do I need to force myself t- to eat, of all things, a Papa John's pizza crust? Now, <laughs> if I'm eating pagliacci or something tasty, right. I'm slamming the crust. Right. It's highly contingent on how good you make this <clears throat> crust. So it's interesting because Katie uh, grew up one of 7,000 kids with a single mom. And they didn't want for a lot, but they didn't have a ton. You don't right? have a shitload so, of extra pizza right. flying so, around the house. <laughs> flying <Yeah>. around. Yeah. <laughs> totally understand. Uh, but she won't eat her fucking pizza crust. She won't. And on the surface, I get it. This is not... You, you don't go to a concert for the openers, right? That's kind of what the crust is just there to round out the whole thing. It literally has to exist for the pizza to exist. Right. I get why you're just eating the saucy the main event yeah Yeah. just the main event but come on like she's the one getting mad at me for like getting rid of extra broccoli or something i'm like okay not even eating your pizza she gives it to the dog though which is fair but moose i've been trying to work around this whole thing because it drives me nuts that katie doesn't eat her pizza crusts (laughs) and so i finally got stuffed crust so you're calling it greasy i'm gonna say that it's greasy it's not the greasiest thing in the world again i'm probably closer to the middle on this than this is why we have this segment is for discussion all right cool all right, i'll see if i can persuade <clears throat> so i got katie a stuffed crust pizza thinking problem solved then you don't have to do the whole thing where you're kind of starting to worry about how much of the like sauce part of the pizza you're leaving with the crust because you want to have the ratio because you don't want to just just eat crust you want to have make sure you get some sauce in there too all i'm eating are string cheeses rolled up in pizza (laughs) now baby so so i figure at least if there's cheese in there it gives you a little more than just crust right i'm thinking maybe she'll eat it yeah dip it in marinara you almost got a pizza there. see the thing is she did eat it but what i was not taking into account was the moose betrayal exactly the trickle down crust economics (laughs) (laughs) and we had one very betrayed dog he was he benefiting was... off government cheese <laughs> he cut off the source government crust yeah <laughs> he was he was pretty upset about uh as he us, should be us having pizza he even like he kind of sat there looking pretty like i'm ready for my crust now mother and he never fucking got it did you guys give him like a treat afterwards or something that's like hey sorry buddy i do that sometimes with the dogs like sometimes a dog will get a pepperoni that fell and the other one won't and i'm like Street time. <laughs> can't oh, allow this inequity to flourish. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, if we're talking pepperoni, not in this definitely household. can't let that go. But yeah, yeah. Now I fed him dinner. So I probably should have given him a treat. Yeah, Moose is Moose is a good boy. I will say, like, not to get psychoanalyze it too much, but I wonder if Katie with that pizza crust, it's like me buying shoes, where for like twenty years I couldn't afford to buy nice shoes, and then I'm like. <laughs> I'm buying 20 motherfucking pairs of decent shoes. I have a whole Costco pizza at my disposal. Why waste any room on crust? I could list all the things that I have in my ivory tower, but one thing I don't, pizza crust. (laughs) Something to that effect. Oh, damn it. You made me snort. (laughs) All right, Chris, there's a couple of... Uh, risque food items we had to talk about today we've got we're in the about 20 minute range perpetual stew so explain to the class what perpetual stew is see this is this would be a gucci or greasy segment in its own right because i think that this is a fantastic idea but i know how you feel perpetual stew also known as a master soup there's a few other terms for it but basically 
uh, a soup that has had the same base or some element of the original base for decades. So you keep you keep the stew going. You know, it cooks down because it's always at temp or what a, you know it's not going it's not a germ risk but it is that fucking old and uh you know builds that flavor profile over time that now it's definitely gnarly yeah to our american mind <clears throat> but i'm saying you got to find some new flavors in there doing things like that <laughs> you gotta you gotta be breaking new ground here right it seems this well, guy is columbus it seems like it would get poisoned by anything you add to it right it would ruin it oh no i mean i think think of it more like a chicken noodle soup you kept going and going and then every day you know you throw also, more water stew is just kind of like what you got in the fridge at least that's what stew's always oh, been i think we me. might be getting hung up on the terminology here a little bit because i don't <laughs> i don't think it's like dinty more across the board i think we've got it's a little weird more because variety. yeah the stew part's definitely throwing me because what is it with like dough or whatever for bread or like pizza places they'll have like I forget what it's called, but when they well, like your sourdough starter can be hundreds of years old, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, like a sure whatever that is, a dough starter, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't. Know. Yeah, but that I don't know why that it's doesn't yeast. bother me. Yeah, it's just yeast. Maybe because it's not wet. I, Maybe that's well, I mean that's it. valid, and there's a reason. You know, there's that reptilian part of our brains that remembers things that got us sick a thousand. <laughs> what years What do you mean ago? this food's ninety years old? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that's the part of your brain reasonably going are we sure here <laughs> but there there is a, a burger joint too and this i do find oh no, this cannot end well you're not gonna like this <laughs> you're not gonna uh. like this and i wish i could remember the name uh and location i i read a meme the other day that was like you the closest you can get to feeling like a ghost is a guy on a podcast not knowing a piece of trivia that you know the answer to. So I apologize <laughs> for not having this on hand, but uh, there is a burger joint that famously deep fries their burgers. So they put the patty, you know, in the fry later, like you would French fries. They throw a little cheese on there, bring it up. So it's this, you know, dripping. Don't tell me it's burger. been the same grease this whole time. That's exactly where that's we're going. Horrific. Cheese. Now that I do agree is horrific because I think that that's a little. There could be that fucking mises in there just now. Oh my well, god. Well, and the, the oil is that... like black. The thing oh. is that the perpetual stews we're describing, oh. if you were to so much of it gets used every day. If you were to, you know, oh god. <laughs> yeah, Dyer's burgers. Thank you. Memphis, Tennessee. Of course it's Memphis. So Elvis baby. Yeah. So when they changed locations, um, I believe it was in the fifties, there's actually photos of it. They moved the fryer grease to the new location under lock and key and under police supervision. <laughs> Presumably oh more for like the Barnum and Bailey, like we'll do this for the publicity of like, oh, we got cops guarding. Nobody's grease. taking my grease. Yeah, it's like nobody <laughs> wants it. That's going to eat through the stitching in my fucking shoes. But all right. Uh, oh, my God. That sounds like it would instantly clog an artery if we actually ever take off with the podcast now we got to go to dyer's burgers fuck we no. just got it hard fucking <laughs> no i'm not touching that dude or perpetual stew uh, they can both die in a no, fire perpetual stew i think i can get you to i, I think wonder, i can get you to try but the dyer's fires, burgers i wonder if that would be like the greasiest grease fire ever if that happened like does it just get it would be like that centralia mine fire we talked about three weeks ago <laughs> Just burns for been burning for forty years. <laughs> they just closed Memphis. You guys know. in the corner puking his guts out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, Chris. I think I could convince you. I feel like I could uh, bring you into some some new food horizons. Although I've not had a perpetual stew myself, I would just be enthusiastic to give it a. So roll. I know there's another thing we're about to talk about, and I'll yeah. say I'm fully against perpetual stew, though not nearly as opposed as this godforsaken burger place. This next thing we're about to talk about is one of the most horrendous things I've ever even heard of. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty gnarly, but I do think again there are grades to it. You know there are. And what we're talking about is head cheese. Um, I think that there are... Couldn't like, have come up with a better name at minimum? Completely agree with you there. <laughs> no disagreements. Uh, fuck, yeah, head cheese, I guess. Especially when the term head meat is right there. <laughs> is, does it roll off the tongue as well? Maybe not, but that's what it is. You know, and it Carne sounds more appealing. Yeah, I mean, because you know, the problem with head cheese is not what it's made out of. The problem is that you put it in aspic... And you put it in a loaf. Uh, an aspic for the kids at home that aren't aware is just the fat that you leave in your pan that gets nice and gooey. That's not actually what it is, but you know, <laughs> it's gelatinous fat. It is like truly a jello. And what type is head cheese fat. for all the? So uh, there's a few ways to make. I mean, this is just me citing things off of like watching Andrew Zimmern. But you know, you boil the head of say a pig and scrape the good meat and the you know whatnot. <clears throat> And in theory, like if you were to get that fat and that meat, chop it up, make a face taco, it would be very tasty. I've had it before. I can tell you it works. But when you, again, you mix all this stuff and you put face it. Face taco even. You put it better. in the gelatinous. Well, you know, it doesn't. Wait, is that what this open face taco has been this whole time? <laughs> no, that's the leather face taco. <laughs> Related but different food group. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you, though. It's a very, like, Midwest thing. It's not odd food to a lot of people, but there's also a reason that you're never going to see it on a menu in your whole life. <laughs> Boar's Head makes one, and I've tried it, and it's fine, but it's, like, it's still one of those things that's an acquired taste. Like liverwurst, or just one of those, or liver and onions. Something that people ate in the 50s but don't eat as liver much now. Liver and onions. Holy Christ. That sounds like the stinkiest meal possible. Yeah, I, when I was a kid, my, my grandma hated it, but when my mom would come to town, she'd be like, I want you to make lever and onions, and my grandma's like, we worked a long time so that we wouldn't have to do this, but okay, <laughs> and she would begrudgingly make it for my mom, you know, once a year, and I always tried to be the kid that's not going to turn down food, like not be a little shit and be like, nah, I don't like that. Liver and onions was a challenge. <laughs> Me and my cousin Tyler, the one in Brazil, hmm. Tyler was like... Cole, you just gotta Cole Pete. You just <laughs> just got a yellow mustard it, dude. It'll just <laughs> well, it'll hide yeah. everything. That'll solve a lot of problems. Well, because she had really nicely <clears throat> my grandma's a great cook. She had really nicely like caramelized onions. Mm. But when you're taking like a full spoonful of that for every bite of liver, you run out of onions with a quickness. <laughs> <laughs> my then, grandpa loves onions. Loves onions. He grew up um uh, he spent about half his time in uh, Virginia, and uh, they didn't have a whole lot of money, and it was like the Great Depression, right? And so he ate a lot of onion, and apparently ate onion sandwiches, which was, I yeah. thought, a joke when he first said it. And he's like, why are you laughing? I was like, "Onion, just onion? And he's like, yeah, onion, bread. What about the mayo? You got <laughs> yeah. mayo? I was like, are you kidding me? And he's yeah. like, no, I just eat onion. I don't know if anything uh, made me realize how hard times were uh, during World War II than understanding that Miracle Whip was created as a 
cost-saving alternative to mayonnaise. You know, when life has got you down and mayonnaise costs too much, Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Yeah, because eggs eggs had gotten to absurd levels. Man, my... Another thing about... <laughs> this is a kind of an offshoot from that, but my grandpa grew up in Virginia, right? And uh, whenever he would take my grandma back, it seemed like there was always some weird... She was she's from Philadelphia. She was like oh, yeah, the city, my folks like on my dad's side. There's too. A, a bit of a hurdle with her going to the south and like, you know, there's an outhouse or like things like that, yeah. you know. And uh, I guess one time, uh, my grandma was just kind of hanging out with my great grand great great grandmother great grandmother. Anyway, uh, they're like, well, we're gonna go get ham. And my grandma was like, okay, well, I'll go get ready and we can we can go get some ham. And I guess my great-grandma was, like, kind of confused about it. And then my grandma comes back downstairs. And she's like, all right, I'm ready to go. And they're like, okay, well, it's just, we're just going downstairs. And they went into the basement, and they just fucking hang it in the basement for months. And then just cut off the kind of gross parts. Yeah. That's, yeah, they're making that's their own... fucking gnarly. I oh. get, I, no, that's, I guess I, mean, I get it, it's the but way, holy. It's the way it goes. You know, my folks grew up on a farm in Minnesota. But when you're detached from the way that your food gets produced... Seems like some Ed Gein shit to me, man. Very oh, yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, when they came on Ed's house and they showed up, when the f- patrol officer walked in, thought that it was a field-dressed deer. Salted was, shopkeeper. Was a lady. The classic one-two. <laughs> the classic switcheroo. <laughs> it's not a deer at all. Meanwhile, That's the deer is minding the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's our best joke of the episode uh chris i'm gonna save this etymology one for next time because we do have a few this week in history things i want to talk about and we'll see where we we end up after that okay how much time we have uh about 10 minutes so june 9th 1973 secretariat wins the triple crown are you into horse racing at all like i said i think horses are kind of dumb mm. and i think like horse race people are even done. What is this? Nineteen thirty? What are you doing? Like, yeah. Where's your? It's fucking... kind of an old way to be rich and evil. Like, <laughs> right. Like, there's more right. modern ways to like harm animals and stuff. Right. I, I, I went once with a, a girl I was dating, and um, it was kind of cool to go do the thing because it's a thing to go do. And then I was like, this is just kind of weird. Yeah. And like. I don't know. There's something weirdly masturbatory about it too. Like the guy who rides the horse is fucking getting all this fame from riding a fucking horse. All you did was sit on this thing and let yeah. it run. That's why I said secretariat. And then you're being a jerk to the fucking horse. And then the fucking gotta people, beat the shit out of it. people who bet on horses, man. I just, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. I yeah. get betting on stuff, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock the thing entirely. But like, I don't know. Bet on chicken the- fights or something. Horse I racing. Mean, either one of those, you're betting on something probably dying. So, <laughs> yeah. a cockfight, Shoot horse it. race. Yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah, horse racing is very much not in my DNA. It's one of those things, I think as being a boxing fan, there's only one thing that you can be a fan of from a hundred fuck years ago, and that's mine. I'm a boxing fan. See, boxing's Watching cool. it on black and white, you know, and just like Kentucky Derbies are meant to be enjoyed before the advent of television, <laughs> you know, listening to it on the radio. Uh, 
But I will say, if there was ever one thing I was going to do, it'd be bet on the fucking horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's if the I'm going to be here, I'm going to bet. That's exactly what I did do. I just feel like if you like are a person who bets on horses, you wear a suit every day with a weird hat kind of tilted, and you talk about this like, yeah, see? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my horse there, yeah. Whisperer. Yeah. You're buying your newspaper from a kid that's going, extra, extra. <laughs> yeah. Read all about it. Secretariat getting murdered. Uh, all right. We'll move on to the next one. June 12th, 1939, the Baseball Hall of Fame opens in Cooperstown, New York. Who is your all-time favorite baseball player? This isn't going to be a comedy category. This is just fun. No, this is going to be kind of hard because it's probably Hank Aaron. I got a big soft spot for Mickey Mantle because he was all just Mickey Mantle all around. He was like Mike Finchon playing baseball. Right, because it's not even just the player. It's like that guy was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's like Paul Horning of you know it's that that type of thing. Yeah, when we were at the uh, when boy. you took me to the Packers <clears throat> Hall of Fame and his draft card says "likes the girls" in all caps <laughs> yeah. and it's underlined. There's everything in the Packers Hall of Fame. I'm Shit. shocked that they didn't have one of his condoms. There. This is <laughs> Paul Horning's Jimmy. This is his jock strap. He cut a hole in for I won't finish. <laughs> uh, also. Really hard to not say Ken Griffey Jr. I think he's the coolest baseball player he has ever been. He is so, the coolest baseball player. I, I think it. it's hard for me to not say Hank Aaron, so the, I'm just going to say those three. Hank Aaron, Mickey Mantle, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, I don't think any of those have any. All outfielders. There's no, there's no issue with any one of those. There's no, all of those are functionally correct. So for me, I think I've got an answer that's a, I think I've got my Cardinals answer, which again would be Pujols, or excuse me, would be oh. Molina, but Pujols, that's always the debate in my yeah. mind, is which what's the greater Cardinal during my lifetime? Mm. Um, so I, I do end up sitting on Molina. Now, the other two I'm going to name, so Griffey's one of them for the same reasons, mm-hmm. and being in Seattle forever, but coolest pitcher ever you're wearing the jersey pedro's always been just the guy for me because especially for the contemporaries that were great pitchers as well clemens i can't believe you're not saying bob gibson he's a cardinal and i'll never he was a prick in the funniest possible way oh absolutely but i could never choose i always make fun of guys for wearing like a babe ruth jersey to a yankees game and Bob Gibson isn't quite that bad. Mm. Like he pitched in color, at least, <laughs> as opposed to like racist. again being like a <laughs> Jesus, <Christ. laughs> as opposed to being like a strict radio, you know, yeah. phenomenon where it's like we have pictures of Babe Ruth, but still, it's I never got to see him. Even Ozzy, yeah. even Ozzy Smith, I never really got to see him. So it's hard, you know, understand usual. There's a few guys in Cardinals history you can choose, but I got to go with the guys I know. If I'm going with if I'm counting my Brewers bias, Robin Yount's pretty cool, but it's Prince Fielder. Yeah, Prince, uh, Prince is, is Prince dude. is the coolest of the Brewers that I ever got to see. I mean, CC's half season aside, because oh I do love God. me, I do love me a dominant pitcher. Even though CC's the opposite mold, right? I was saying I loved Pedro because <laughs> he was small in this era of power pitchers that, just... that were phenomenal. CC was the ultimate power. That guy weighs three bills. Like that guy's. Pitching seven innings, 120 pitches. Dude, and he hit two home runs. He hit like 220 or something with a couple bombs. not bad. He not bad. There's one game against the Pirates where if Bill Hall hadn't made an error, which they ruled a hit, he would have had a perfect game with a home run. 
which I think only Clayton Kershaw's done in my life, at least. Yeah. You just reminded me of the most random story. I was doing a show at the Comedy Underground, and there was this girl in the front row, man. And the whole time I was on stage, I just felt like she was looking at me. And so, because you were on stage after, no, like, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. She was just looking at me. I'm talking to the microphone. <laughs> she's laughing at what I say. It's like, are you sending me signals? Yeah, she's clearly trying to bone. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, afterwards, she came up to me and she's like, hey, we're, we're going to go to this club. Do you want to come with? And here I'm like, the luckiest day of my life. I'm not, <laughs> Fox can send me a check. I'm out of here. I'm not waiting Even to get now. paid. I'm out of here. And so we go to this club, and I'm dancing with this girl, and I look over in the VIP booth, and I recognize this guy. I'm like, who the fuck is that? No way. I start looking, and she's, like, starting to get mad at me because she's, like, on fire. And I'm, like, (laughs) looking in the VIP booth, and I realize the Texas Rangers were in town. And I was like, holy shit, that's Giovanni Gallardo. (laughs) That is Brewer's legend and all-time strikeout leader, Giovanni Gallardo. And so we go outside to like, well, I needed to stop sweating. <laughs> I, maybe yeah. she needed me to stop sweating the too. The steam coming off of you. But we go outside and then Giovanni comes out. And at this point I lose it because I'm just excited because I loved Giovanni Gallardo. And I was like, Giovanni! And he looked at me and I didn't have a follow-up. <laughs> I was just like, hey! <laughs> and he's like, hi. And he went back to like the three women he was yeah. with. <laughs> We had a very similar experience. I was in uh, Vegas for the Mayweather-McGregor fight, and uh, we're playing at a table at the Mirage that is, like, weirdly empty, and the tables near it are empty. So it's seemingly only six of us there. It's, like, the five people in the group or four people in the group, and then the dealer, Steve Levy, walks by because this is a massive fight. And I tell Ashley, who's – we're all hammered. I'm like, Ashley, that's Steve Levy. And she's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> He's on SportsCenter and stuff. Steve. Well, like, I'm pretty sure it's him. And she's like, well, let's find out. Hey, Steve! <laughs> Steve Levy turns around and we're all like, shit, like teenagers. Oh, God, he saw us. And he just does the most annoyed. <laughs> turns I, around and walks off. Have I told was him. my Randy Johnson story on here before? I don't think so, but I think we're... <laughs> I'll tell the story and we'll get out of here. Okay. Uh, so Randy Johnson came to the Comedy Underground, and it was when I was managing. So I was seating people, and it was a late show. And so I'm like, it's hard to turn the room in a half hour after there's 130 people in there. And so like I'm helping out the wait staff, and then i got to start seating people. So I'm like usually not looking. I'm just trying to get people through as quickly as I can. And... I sense this presence. Like, of a six foot ten man. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, he hands me his ticket, and I look it up at him, and I just went, you're Randy Johnson. And he went, okay. <laughs> it sounds like him. <laughs> and I was like, you probably want to sit, huh? And he just went, <laughs> like, put his hands out, like, yeah, why do you think I'm here? And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, of course. And so I went and I put him in the back. I noticed he ordered a Heineken, so then I ordered him his next Heineken. And, of course, I'm like, well, I'm going to do a guest spot on this show. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was just, like, playing to the left corner of the room where he was the whole time. Kept positioned with your back against the right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Randy, did you think that joke was fun? Anyway, so I'm just, like, completely playing him. I know I made him laugh once, and I can't explain to you what Randy Johnson's laugh sounds like. Because I'm sure nobody's ever heard it. 
but I did. <laughs> it was, it was, it was just the sound of a bird dying. <laughs> <laughs> sound of a gargoyle walking. You know what that's. Like. Um, but then uh, he he was ducking out early, like before the show ended, for fair reasons. Didn't want to get caught up in everybody like, oh hey, that's Randy Johnson. Yeah, he's been to a comedy show, which kind of sucked because I knew he liked Rush. So the the playoff song that I had for the end, like, oh, you're talking about the band. I thought you were talking about the Amyl Nitrates. <laughs> <laughs> loves it. Yeah, he loves it. No, the the band with 13 minute songs. Um, <laughs> So I had that queued up to play when this when the show ended, um, but anyway, he came back and he'd had a couple Heinekens, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are great! You guys are so funny!" And he was like, started talking to us. I made a joke about his height, not even thinking about the fact that he hates being teased about his height, which I get because I'm sure it happens all the time. He's like, "Oh, come on, man! Like that's all I got." What I'm Ooh, pretty yeah, sure I saw him, you dodged a ball. I saw him punch a cameraman in New York, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that means he liked you. Chris. You're allowed <laughs> yeah. to get away with that. One. But I was wearing a I was wearing a Brewers jersey. He's like Brewers, and I was like, "We gave you your first career that's home a, run. Like, what do you? Oh shit! See, that's a detail I didn't know. I was about to say. Uh, I was like, we've <laughs> we never gave your city a team. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we've never been competitive. Like, what do you? What? He's like, oh, I'm just giving you shit. Robin, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> And yeah, we talked to him for a little while. I got a picture. And it was funny because I've heard so many people say he's a he's a jerk. I've heard so many people say he's nice. And I got both. Yeah. Like he was kind of a jerk up front and then he was super nice after. Well, you know, he's got that hard exterior, you know. <laughs> Made me hard, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was really he's cool. Got, I... And then he's got the hard candy shell. And then... <laughs> it's your brain soft in the, the shell on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Do we have anything else? I don't think Are so. We out of time. Hot Jake. Got hot Jake on the ones and twos. He wants us to get out of here, though, so we're going to have to cut this one off because <laughs> Jake wants us to get out of here. He's probably got uh, California or a baseball game to go to. So. I need key 31 for the bathroom. Uh, you know yeah, Cole, got, Cole has to go rock a <laughs> piss. Uh, anyway, you guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun for us to do. Hopefully, you're, you're enjoying listening as much as we are doing it. We've got our koozies and stickers and whatnot on sale. Like us on Facebook, Instagram tiktok all the places mm -hmm. add us on facebook i don't fucking care just Woo. uh we love you guys thanks